This was brought to you by Franklin County Internet Gaming Society on YouTube and Facebook. White Evening Star is a platinum ring set with a large diamond surrounded by a circle of smaller sapphires and rubies. These gems gleam brightly in even the dullest light. An inscription on the inside of the band reads simply, for Alenia, in Elven. Non-legacy game statistics, Bright Evening Star, cost 1500 GP, wait. At will, by uttering a command word, you can use light as the spell. Cast a level second. Omen, although the ring fits any hand, non-elves have always reported the loop feels a bit loose or tight. Elves find its sizes perfectly. History. Judging from the style of the setting and the form of the elven letters in the inscription, Bright Evening Star is of high elf craftsmanship. The name, Alenia, might well be a reference to the sorcerer Alenia, a legendary elf hero of three millennia ago. An adventurer and a wanderer, Ail Enie was the lover of the wizard Eldarn Ail, court magician to a powerful elven king of old. Since Eldarniel was a legendary crafter of magic items, Esp Sile rings, it seems likely that he created Bright Evening Star for Ail Enie, perhaps to aid and protect her on her travels. DC 15, little is known of Alenia's early life before she completed her magical training and began her adventuring career. She was born in a small fishing village on the coast, and at a young age, she entered one of the elves' many spellcasting academies. When her studies were completed, she joined up with an adventuring troop along with another, young mage, Eldarniel. Together they explored an scient ruins and plumbed arcane secrets, but their chief passion was finding and cataloging the mystical properties of moonlight and starlight. Some lore masters credit them with discovering silver's effects on lycanthropes and crafting the first ring of shooting stars. Whether these claims are accurate or not, the pair certainly revealed many potent magical effects centered on the light of the moon and stars. DC 18, Starlight on Water, after several decades of adventures, Alenia and Eldarniel went their separate ways. Alenia wanted to continue traveling, while Eldarniel wanted to settle down to focus on magical research. When the two parted, Eldarniel gave Alenia bright evening star. He told her their love would last as long as the moonlight and the stars. Alenia wore the ring constantly, but she seldom called upon its powers. Because she rarely used it and almost never spoke of it, bright evening star goes unmentioned in many stories about Ale. NEA. DC 25, Love of the Stars, Alenia continued adventuring for 200 years before she decided to retire. She then returned to Eldarniel, who had in the intervening years risen from skilled artificer to the position of court mage. The two were married. Some obscure texts hint that Alenia crafted a ring with powers of moonlight for her husband's wedding band, but if this is true, no other tales men tie on the ring and it has been lost to the ages. Sadly, the couple's bliss was short-lived. Just a decade after his marriage, Eldarniel was killed when one of his magical experiments backfired and destroyed his entire lab Alenia maintained the hope that he had merely been shunted to an alternate plane of existence, but she finally accepted the truth after years of searching. She never remarried. When she died, her body was placed next to Eldarniel's empty tomb. The bright evening star was not buried with her. What happened to? The ring remains a mystery. DC 31, Return What? lost. Legacy Rituals. Three rituals are required to unlock all the abilities of Bright Evening Star. Starlight on water, you have to find a natural pool of pure, still water and immerse Bright Evening Star in. 
it from dusk until dawn. Cost, 4000 GP. Feet granted, least legacy, bright evening star. Love of the stars, you are required to spend a full day and night in study, contemplation, or appreciation of the stars. This might take the form of stargazing at night, studying astrological charts, reading texts or myths about the stars, or even composing poems or odes to their beauty. Cost, 13,500 GP. Feet granted, lesser legacy, bright evening star. Return what was lost, after traveling to the tomb of Alenia and Eldaniel, you are obliged to place the ring upon the finger of the stone effigy atop Alenia's coffin. According to legend, the ring turns to stone and fuses with the casket if the spirit of Alenia judges you unworthy. Cost, 43,000 GP. Feet granted, greater legacy, bright evening star. Wielder requirements. Bards, sorcerers, or wizards are the most likely wearers of bright evening star, but any character with arcane spellcasting ability might find it a useful tool. Bright Evening Star Wielder Requirements Ability to Cast First Level Arcane Spells Knowledge, Arcana, 3 Ranks Any Non-Evil Alignment. Legacy Item Abilities. All the following are Legacy Item Abilities of Bright Evening Star. Star Bright, so when you reach 5th level, the stars seem to shine brighter. You gain low light vision as long as starlight is visible. If you already have innate low light vision, the range of your sight triples in starlight. Fire of the Heart, SP at 6th level and higher, at will on command, you can evoke a burst of magical starlight, which works as a fairy fire spell. The light created is blue. Caster level 5th. Enthralling lights, SP starting at 7th level, 3 times per day on command, you can create an area of dancing stars and glowing dust, duplicating the effect of a hypnotic pattern spell. A save DC is 11, or 11 plus your charisma modifier, whichever is higher. Caster level 5th. Color spray, SP at 8th level and higher, you can command bright evening star to emit a fountain of multicolored light that functions as a color spray spell. The save DC is 11, or 11 plus your charisma modifier, whichever is higher. This ability is usable 3 times per day. Caster level 5th. Blinding flash, SP beginning at 10th level, 3 times per day on command, you can cause bright. Evening star to flare with a pulse of sudden, bright. Light that acts as a blindness spell. The save DC is 13, or 12 plus your charisma modifier, whichever is higher. Caster level 5th. Shooting stars, SP at 11th level and higher, 2 times per day, you can command bright evening star to fire 5 darts of force that look like shooting stars. They function as a magic missile spell cast by a 10th level caster. Glittering motes, SP starting at 13th level, once per day on command, you can use glitter dust as the spell. The save DC is 13, or 12 plus your charisma modifier, whichever is higher. Caster level 5th. Starlight resistance, so at 14th level, bright evening star grants you a plus 3 resistance bonus on all saving throws. At your option, the effect creates a glimmer of hundreds of tiny stars, which are visible on your body and clothing. Twinkle, SP at 16th level and higher, 3 times per day on command, you can use Blink as the spell. Your image seems to FL Icker like a twinkling star. Caster level 11th. Silver Starlight, SP beginning at 17th level, once per day on command, you can summon forth up to 4 beams of painfully bright, cold light. This ability functions much like Sunbeam, but the light is pure, focused starlight and moonlight. The beam deals no extra damage to undead. 
Instead, lycanthropes take damage from the beam as if they were undead being affected by a normal sunbeam spell. Fungi, mold, oozes, and slime still take extra damage, as if they were lycanthropes. The save DC is 20, or 17 plus your charisma. Modify a, whichever is higher. Caster level 15th. Starlight dispelling, SP at 18th level and higher, once per day on command, you can use greater dispel magic as the spell. If the dispelling attempt is initiated by night under an unclouded sky, the associated caster level check is made with a plus 5 bonus. Caster level 15th. Tales in the sky, SP many sages know that the future can be read through the stars, but few realize that, by tracing their movements backward, secrets of long ago can be divined. Beginning at 19th level, once per day on command, you can use legend lore as the spell. You must be able to see the stars for this ability to function. Caster level 15th. Call down a star, SP at 20th level and higher, once every other day on command, you can summon an elder fiery elemental. Caster level 17th. Adventure seed, L6. While trekking through the forest one night, the PCs spot a strange light off in the distance that seems to beckon to them. The light is a will-o'-wisp, which is hovering over a grassy hillock in the center of the swamp. Upon examining this mound, the victorious adventurers fi nd bright evening star. Will-o'-wisp, HP 40, see page 255 of the Monster Manual. Hillock this small island in the swamp is where bright evening star lies, untarnished despite being left in the mud. The island is actually a mound of tuff knotted grass and thicker mud. Ibash's gauntlets are a pair of full-plate metal gauntlets that look well-worn but are fully functional. Non-legacy game statistics, plus one gauntlets, cost 4,604 GP. Omen, once per day, while wearing the gauntlets, you can learn the most commonly used name of any one creature by looking that creature in the eyes. The target gets a will save, DC 10 plus one half your HD plus your wisdom bonus, to negate the effect. This is a Divina tie-on effect, caster level third. History. Pelt was the scrawny, illegitimate child of a prostitute, and a target for every bully in his town. He earned his keep by cleaning shop and smelting metal for a local blacksmith. The older boys of the streets hunted poor Pelt down Evie every day, but the boy refused to cower to anyone. It didn't matter how much the other kids ganged up on him, he heeded his mother's words and never fought back. Pelt didn't throw a single punch, but his unwillingness to be intimidated earned him a regular beating. While Pelt was healing from one particularly bad thrashing, his mother caught a seasonal virus. The impoverished woman couldn't afford medicine while Pelt was incapacitated, and the gang that skimmed her profi TS wouldn't help either. She died, and the blacksmith took Pelt in. When he recovered, Pelt took a pair of discarded metal gloves from the blacksmith and began wearing them in public. These gloves came to be known as Billybash's gauntlets. DC 15. The oversized gauntlets made Pelt a target right away, which was exactly what he wanted. He watched the faces of the street kids contort into ugly expressions of greed as they rushed him. Outnumbered as usual, Pelt fought back this time. He kept throwing punches until each attacker had been fl in turn, sending boy after boy sprawling on the cobblestones. Pelt had taken his thumps over the years, but he had learned from each one. DC 20. Knock them down. It wasn't long before Pelt's skills as a pugilist attracted an unscrupulous merchant who organized bouts against the young man for entertainment and profi tea, Pelt fought in. These matches only to save enough gold to leave the city, 
but he drew the attention of a powerful local crime gang called the Green Daggers. The gang wanted Pelt to muscle their tax from the neighborhood businesses. Most storekeepers paid into the protection racket without complaint, except for a solitary blacksmith, the same one who had raised Pelt after his mother died. Pelt defied the gang and defended his adoptive father. He proceeded to take out every legbreaker an assassin sent after him. Taking this as a sign of weakness, the other gangs in the local underworld made quick work of the remaining green daggers. DC-25, call them out, it was around this time that the local shop owners approached Pelt and offered to pay him for his protection. Pelt accepted. The community was too large for one man to look after, so Pelt recruited deputies from among the townsfolk who used to bully him when they were children. With their help, he organized a militia to resist the new gangs that had formed when the Green Daggers were dismantled. Without realizing it, Pelt had decided to stay put. The city had somehow become more appealing, and Pelt now felt like he belonged. Under his stewardship, the community prospered. Pelt used much of his own wealth to finance a hospital for the poor, so poverty would never again make the difference between one of them living or dying. DC 30, build them up. Illibash's gauntlets turned a tormented weakling into a champion of the downtrodden. Legacy rituals. Three rituals are required to unlock all the abilities of Bullybasher's gauntlets. Knock them down, you must single-handedly defeat a bully, or a group of bullies, with an encounter level at least equal to your character level. Bullybasher's gauntlets must be your only weapons. Cost, 1,400 GP. Feet granted, least legacy, Bullybasher's gauntlets. Pull them out, using any means at your disposal, you have to undermine a hidden organization that exploits innocent people for profit. Cost, 12,000 GP. Feet granted, lesser legacy, Bullybasher's gauntlets. Build them up, you must adopt a defenseless community and organize its resources to help those living there to protect themselves. Cost, 40,000 GP. Feet granted, greater legacy, Bullybasher's gauntlets. Wielder requirements. The wielders of Bullybasher's gauntlets are characters who prefer unarmed combat, most commonly are North Odox fighters, barbarians, and a few rare monks. Bullybasher's gauntlets wielder requirements base attack bonus plus 2 knowledge, local, 2 ranks improved unarmed strike. Legacy item abilities. All the following are legacy item abilities of Bullybasher's gauntlets. Sturdy grip, so at 5th level, while wearing Bullybasher's gauntlets, you gain a plus 4 bonus on opposed grapple checks to establish a hold, but no other grapple checks. Noxily, so at 6th level and higher, when you deal damage to an opponent with Bullybasher's gauntlets, that opponent is affected as if by the touch of idiocy spell. You must decide whether or not to use this ability before making the attack roll, and if you miss, the attempt is wasted for the day. This ability is usable two times per day. Caster level 5th. Solitary Warrior, so starting at 7th level, when you are adjacent to at least two foes and no ally is within 30 feet, the effective enhancement bonus of Bullybasher's gauntlets increases by 1 and you deal an extra 1d6 points of damage with each successful attack made with the gauntlets. Cheat Death, so at 8th level and higher, you automatically heal 1 hit point if your hit points drop. So between 1 and 9, this ability functions once per day. Power of 1, so at 10th level, Bullybasher's gauntlets grant a plus 2 enhancement bonus to your constitution score. At 14th level, the bonus rises to plus 4. It rises to plus 6 at 18th level. Rough and tumble, so at 11th level, you gain damage reduction 5 for magic. 
Giant bearing, so beginning at 13th level, you can multiply your weight by 8, gaining a plus 2 size bonus to strength, a 2 size penalty to dexterity, to a minimum of 1, a 1 penalty on attack rolls, and a plus 4 bonus on grapple checks. You double your carrying capacity, and can grapple huge creatures. You do not physically become larger and do not gain a longer reach, nor do you take size penalties on attacks, AC, and hide checks. This ability can be used at will and lasts 10 minutes each time it is activated. Caster level 10th. This was brought to you by Franklin County Internet Gaming Society on YouTube and Facebook. Roger Hansen on Patreon and Gaming with Infamous on Discord. Thanks for stopping by. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. Spotify. Support us on Patreon. And check us out on Discord. All the links can be found in the video description below. We thank you for your participation. If you enjoyed please like, subscribe, share, make comments. We love feedback.